0: Hello, my fellow MS Warriors, it's me, and uh, I want to say good morning, and here we go again. I have been putting some numbers together, which is dangerous, because uh, sometimes I may not be the most accurate, but I feel like I've got at least some decent data here, so strap yourselves in uh, and get ready. So we all know that MS is affected by stress the more stress you have the worse off you are and we all know that at least in america and it, it, this may be the same all over the world i don't know but if you have to become disabled then you have to quit work if you have to quit work then your income is severely cut and there's no money coming in the house. And if you're a the breadwinner, that's terrible. Even if you're not the breadwinner and you're contributing to the house, that's terrible. Um, I mean, it can be devastating. And there is no fallback. You have to apply for Social Security. That can take God. You can get it the first time, or it can take years there's just no there's no tally. So what I did was I looked at these charities these MS charities there are quite a few of them if you pull up MS charities
1: I think you're going to get
0: five or six that will pop up, they're the most prominent, but there's also others. The National Multiple Sclerosis Society makes hundred and ninety one million dollars a year uh, the MS Foundation makes $12 million a year, there's a lot of money out there, but not a single dollar would go to support the people that are becoming disabled and can't pay their bills, which is a now problem. It's not a, well we could cure you in 30 years if we pay this doctor, I don't know, $50 million a year to try to figure out a cure. That's not going to help you now. It's just not. So what I did was I went back and as far back as I could find to see how how long they have been tracking the people who have been becoming disabled, or at least keeping track of uh, how many people have MS in America. And what I found was it's somewhere around 1950 when they started. So that's 70 years. And then there's a statistic of the number of people who actually become disabled every year is one in four people with MS. So if you look at one, there's a million people in the United States right now with multiple sclerosis, apparently, close to it. So if you go back 70 years and one in four people, Become disabled every year, and you just take the raw numbers and plug them in. That's three thousand five hundred people a year for the for the last seventy years who have become disabled. If you pay those people two thousand dollars a month, which is just survival, that's not that's not doing anything special. It's just that's just a survival. But if you pay those people two thousand dollars a month, that would be eight hundred and forty thousand dollars a year to help those people along. Now, again, that would be a cumulative number because if we get it would get larger if those people do not make it on so if they don't make it on Social Security the first year, then you would have a carryover. But between all the between all the uh, charities, that would be a relatively relatively small number. Considering, if you look at the MS Society alone, they have a $22 million a year surplus or loss. So, there would be it would be very practical to do that just within the charities that already exist, not setting up another charity. The top paid person at the MS Society makes $564,000 a year. So it is definitely doable, and I don't understand why we don't do this. See, this is my problem with these types of charities, is they don't address the here and now. And actually, it's hard to find what they actually do address. when i became disabled i had a family i I, I, had, I had seven kids now at that time some of my kids had grown up and they, they'd gone off to to do their own thing but i still had i think four kids with me and a wife and uh um, it was hard and so i started I'm a, I'm a veteran too so i started calling these veteran agencies and i started calling them multi- society, trying to find any way that would help me to make it through until I could actually take care of my family. There is nothing, literally nothing, out there that will help you through until you can sustain yourself again within the boundaries that are given you in America so what I'm saying is where does the money go I mean the Williams War Society don't. I, I, I challenge you today to call any one of these charities and tell them you have nothing right now you can't pay your bills you have multiple sclerosis and you're physically incapable to work they will send you on a loop of phone calls That will take you all day long and you'll end up back at the same spot you were at the beginning of the day. And you won't have a dime for it. You'll be in the same position you were. And if you're a veteran, it's even worse. Because you can call all the veterans agencies that there are. And you'll still be at the same spot. Now, they may send you to talk to a a representative that you can sit... In his office for 12 to 15 hours trying to talk to him but you're still going to be in the same place that you are there is no help out there. so what I'm trying to tell you is something has to change within these structures and somebody has to be the voice of that change I don't know who's going to do it I'll do it but I need people following me you can't just be one guy out there screaming at the top of your lungs. I've tried that. All you do is get arrested. Yeah, I've stood in the middle of the road screaming at the top of my lungs before. Eventually, somebody will come along and arrest you. And uh, now maybe I should have been wearing clothes. I'm not exactly sure. But still, it didn't make much difference. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's things like that, that that really irk me is that no matter what you do, you know, you can see these huge numbers that these these charities bring in, but they don't help. They don't help the people that really need the money. You know, so those are big issues. With me, you know, it's just it's crazy. Uh, now, on the on the other hand, if you need like food right now, you can go to a food bank, and they will give you food. Uh, I I have to tell you, when we were at the worst bottom we could be, I went to every food bank in town, and we had more food than we ever had, and we never paid for it. I mean, it was crazy. We had chicken, and, and I mean, just all kinds of neat things in the house. And so, I mean, there are good organizations out there that will help you. But as far as paying your bills, and keeping your car, and your lights on, those things just, they don't exist. So... Um... Anyway. <laughs> that's that's my rant about those kind of things. You just can't, you know, they're not out there. And those charities don't help you. And even you know when you do ask them to point you in a direction, they just give you a bunch of numbers that send you a crazy-ass different version. So, yeah, I'm done talking about that stuff. So. so, anyway... MS... A terrible, horrible, slow disease, and the more you read about it, on how it evolved uh, over time. Because as I was reading about, you know, well, they started keeping track of it in the 50s, and the doctors didn't really know what it was, and, and then they started diagnosing everything as MS for a while, and then they decided, oh wow, well, maybe it's not all MS. Maybe it's something else, too. You should go back and actually read about the history of how MS became MS and how they decided to diagnose things with MS and then decided not to diagnose things with MS. And, oh, my God, it it is just hilarious. Until they actually came out with an MRI that could see the lesions in your brain and figure out which lesions should be where and shouldn't be where. I I don't know. I mean, there are probably half of those million people that are still alive probably don't have mask. They probably have some other neurological disease that isn't even close. It's just ridiculous. But that's another problem with our medical complex is that they're just guessing. <laughs> that that's another big problem I have. Why do you go to a doctor who has no idea what he's doing and pay him so much money because to 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 help you with something that they don't know anything about? That's another big problem I have. Okay, I have a neurological disorder. Yes, you can see my brain is being eaten away, and I I know it. I feel it. It's horrible, but stop targeting me $500 a visit to tell me that you think you know what's going on and giving me medicine that only makes me feel sicker because and then not know what you're doing. That just annoys the hell out of me. So I'm done ranting. Uh, Sorry about today's rant. I'm a little little aggravated, especially after everything I've read. I I want you guys to have a great day and uh, Keep going on and remember man, you guys are you guys are perfect, right? No matter what situation you're in or what your body is or what EMS has done to you, it doesn't matter. You guys can do anything you want. You all you have to do is focus and do it. Okay? Bye.